Thank you for listening to the Fred Lowry Podcast. We hope this message will inspire and encourage you. Don't forget to connect with Dr. Fred by visiting fredlowry.com. And also connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. The title of the message today is How to Be Steady and Strong in Unstable Times. How to Be Steady and Strong in Unstable Times. I want to first read a passage from Proverbs 3 because this is just good stuff for a new year, right from the Word of God. Listen, verse 1. My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. One of my favorite passages in the Old Testament. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean on him, not on your own understanding, not on your own wisdom, but on his wisdom. And in all your ways, trust and acknowledge him. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Any man who says he understands what's going on in our world and how to fix it will lie about other things. Nobody knows but God. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, the son he delights in. Both Democrats and Republicans are in agreement for a change and acknowledge that we are in a recession. And some believe that we are headed for a depression. Now, when I was growing up, uh, you know, I was very familiar with the depression because that's what everybody talked about all the time. And all the stories about the difficulties and the hardships upon people during the Great Depression. But some believe we're headed there. You know, we, we're not too surprised with the, the, the top three car makers in the United States having all this trouble, especially when we know more about their companies and, and uh, how that they have uh, practiced uh, greed and uh, not, have not run their companies in the way perhaps they should have run them. But Toyota, uh, for some reason, the Japanese seem to be, do a lot better in running businesses and running uh, car businesses. Toyota just is going to have its first loss since 1941. So the companies that, that you think are very secure, you can't count on it in today's world. So what is the, the difference between depression and recession? Well, let me, I can't answer that for you. If your neighbor is going through it, it's a recession. If you are going through it, it's a depression. And whatever is happening in our country now, it's something that all of us touch and we're, we feel it in one way or another. If you saw yesterday's headlines in the paper, 
Louisiana not feeling recession yet. Now the key word, yet. Because even though we, we certainly felt the, the gas crisis when the gasoline was so high, but this, this area has been blessed up, up until now and we've not felt many of the pains that other parts of the country have felt. As oil and gas prices soared, millions came into the state of Louisiana. But now that has changed and for every $1 drop in the price of oil, that equates to $12 million drop in revenues to the state of Louisiana. So the bottom line is, it's going to get worse before it ever gets better. And before it's all over, no state will be left out of feeling what's happening, the results of what's happening in this country. And it's easy to, uh, to be resentful and, and even bitter as you hear all the things that are happening. Uh, many of you feel ripped off by Wall Street. And you just uh, have real trouble when you, when you understand the addiction to greed and success is the root problem that got Wall Street where it is. And yet we're the ones paying for it. You may feel ripped off by corporate America. Again, who's addicted to greed and success, excess. Not just success, but excess. Or you may, be feel, you may feel let down by your own government and deceived by your own government. And if you have any of those feelings and, and your IRAs, when they, I hope you didn't even look at the last ones. Uh, if you can just avoid looking at some stuff and if you can avoid watching much of the news, you'll, you'll have a better, better day, a better week. But it's so easy for us to, to look at all of that and say, you know, these are tough times. And know that these tough times are affecting all of us in one way or another. In fact, the only investment that I am sure of that always pays dividends and will never fail you, will never let you down, you cannot lose, those are your eternal investments. That is secure. Those things you do for the Lord, those things you give to the Lord, those things you use of your resources to make a difference for God in this world, those are things that you not only do not lose, but they increase in value for eternity. But here's something else I want you to think about. Bad news and hard times are not totally bad. I mean, we know that, we just don't think about that often. But if, you know, if we could look back over our own lives, it was in the difficult times that we grew the most, uh, that we became a little more mature and began to make better decisions. It was through those difficult days that we become strong. And, and that's that's going to be true of us as we go through this difficult time. Listen to what Billy Graham said. Comfort and prosperity has never enriched the world as much as adversity. Wow. 
prosperity, and we have had prosperity. America has been wealthy. But all the things that we've had, all the stuff that we've had in, in this country, all the things that we can buy to make life easier for us, all of that has not enriched us as much as adversity has enriched us. History tells us the church always does better in times of adversity. So I'm, I'm, I'm finding some good news and the bad news. Do you understand? Churches do better in difficult times. Church attendance picks up in difficult times. And I just happen to think, I just got a thought right now. It's still not bad in Louisiana because look around at the empty seats. Do you remember 9-11? Sure you do. Do you remember the Sunday after 9-11? You couldn't find a seat. And it lasted two weeks because we weren't hurt enough. And it didn't get close enough to home. But if we have true adversity, church attendance always jumps up. And the giving always jumps up. So there's a good side to the downside. Now, before I tell you how to, how to stay steady and strong in unstable times, I want to remind you that the mistake you can make is to react like the world and to panic like the world. Don't make that mistake. Don't take a natural man response, anger, resentment, bitterness, fear, or pride. That only makes things worse. Don't respond to problems like the world does. That just opens you up for disappointment and even destruction. So how do we do it? These are difficult times and it may get worse. How can we stay steady and strong in unstable times? Well, the very first thing is to refocus on the greatness of God. Refocus on the greatness and the goodness of God. God is great and God is good. God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. So we need to focus on the goodness of God. God knows what's going on in this world. He knows what's going on in the United States, in Louisiana. He knows what's going on in Bossier City. He knows what's going on in your life. And you may not think this, you may not understand this, but God is still in control. He is not dizzy on his throne. He is not confused. He is not mixed up. God is in control and he has a purpose and a plan for your life that the present day economy cannot change. So when we focus on the greatness and the goodness of God, it has a way of eclipsing the struggles, the problems of life and even the worries of tomorrow. Because, and I hope you know this, your security is not in your company. If you get laid off tomorrow and God forbid that happened, your security is not in your company. You do not have to have God plus the job you have in order to be happy and blessed. 
Your security is not in your job. Your security is not in what you know or what you have. Your security is in God alone. God who will keep you steady and strong in an unstable world. God is your provider. God is your source. He is the one that says, I will take care of you. I will provide for you. I will meet those needs in your life. So the biggest mistake you can make in difficult days is to panic and react like the world or buy into the world system. So write this on your heart. Have this in your mind. No matter what happens or what comes my way, I will continue to trust the Lord and walk in his way. I will make sure my way is God's way. No matter what happens, that's the smartest thing you can ever do. It's not the facts that, that ultimately matter. It's the focus. I mean, the facts are pretty bad right now. And you get pretty discouraged if you're focusing on the facts. If you focus on the evening news, you can get mighty discouraged. But the facts do not ultimately matter. The focus is what ultimately matters. Focus on the goodness and the greatness of God and refuse to follow your feelings. Instead, choose to follow and trust the word of God. You know, you really have a choice. I mean, you can trust your company to provide for you. Or you can trust the government to provide for you. Or you can trust yourself to provide for you. Or you can trust God to provide for you. And the smart thing you can do is to trust God. Second thing, we're talking about being steady and strong, staying steady and strong in an unstable world. The second thing is to reevaluate your personal situation. Anytime you experience difficulty and problems in life, you should examine yourself. Because there's some things that you can do to make your situation better. Most of us, you know, think that we're doing well and we're going to always do well. And, and we got enough money to pay the bills and, and we buy what we want. But when times get hard, it's time for us to examine and understand that we all get distracted and, and we all, listen, it's easy for us to talk about the companies and talk about their addiction to greed. But yet in hard times, we need to ask ourselves, are we also addicted to greed? Have we also bought into the system that we want more and more and more of the things of this world? In other words, anytime hard times come for you as an individual, don't waste the hard times. Don't waste the sorrows. But ask God to speak to your heart and pray this, Lord, is there anything that I need to do differently? Any changes I need to make? Corporate greed is one thing, but personal greed is just as wrong. Let's take an inward look. Because remember, and I've tried to teach you this, anything that happens in your life, anything that puts pressure on your life, 
anything that, that causes you to struggle, God is using that, wants to use that to talk to you and to teach you. In all that happens in our lives, he's talking to us and he's teaching us and he's wanting to transform us into his own image. That great Romans 8, 28, and we know that in all things, God is working for our good. So what are you gonna do to, get, to stay steady and strong in unstable times? Focus on God, God's goodness and God's greatness. Reevaluate your personal situation. Tighten your belt. Make some changes in your lifestyle. Make sure that you're able to provide for your family and the, the needs that really need to be met. Ask God, is this something he wants to show you personally? Maybe some personal greed or selfishness that God wants to deal with in your own life. And number three, renew your mind with biblical truth. God's word is your best companion in tough times. I tell you, this book will never let you down. In this book, you find strength, you find confidence, you find hope and assurance. You find incredible love that no matter what's happening, God's love endures forever. And God's word changes not. It abides forever. First Peter 1 Peter 1.24 all men are like grass and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall. But the word of the Lord stands forever. When times get tough, you need to meditate on this book. I was reading early this morning two or three Psalms. And was reminded again how God speaks to us right where we are. Because we think that what's happening to us is unusual, but it's not unusual at all. And when you, you look in the Bible, you'll find that the people in the Bible went through the same kinds of things that we're going through. Many times even much worse. But meditate on the word of God because when you meditate on God's word, it prepares your mind and your emotions to respond properly. See, your emotions, your mind can go, can go crazy on you and cause you to panic and to make bad decisions. But if you meditate on God's word, it will prepare your mind and your emotions to respond God's way, which is the best way. We do live in a scary time and nobody knows what's going to happen in the future. But when you get in God's word, you understand that God is already in the future and he knows how it's going to all turn out. And he tells us that ultimately it's going to be good. And that this, this whole life is just a blip on the screen. We have eternity. And I don't think it's an accident that there are 365 fear nots in God's Bible. Fear not. That's one a day. In other words, don't live one day in fear, but trust God. 
2 Timothy 1.7, for God did not give us a spirit of fear, of timidity, but a, a spirit of power and love and self-discipline. Psalm 34.4, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Psalm 56.3, when I am afraid, I will trust in you. But there's another step you need to take, I think, if you want to be strong and steady in unstable times. And that is, you need to reestablish your priorities. You know, we, we all have, at times, good priorities, and we know the priorities we ought to have. And sometimes in the first of the year, we, you know, we make some New Year's resolutions, and we say, this year it's going to be different. I'm going to live my life by the right priorities. But now that we're in difficult times and we already know that 2009 is going to be a difficult year. And it could be more difficult than even we imagine that it will be. So the best thing that we can do is to make sure that our priorities are where they, what they need to be. God first, family and friends, and then your job. It's so easy to get those mixed up. It's so easy to let the demands of life take away from God having that first spot in your life. But in tough times, you need God to be there. And to know that you have this intimacy, this relationship with him so that you can go to him and you can meditate on his word and that God speaks peace into your soul, that, that there can be inner peace and inner joy no matter what's happening in the world. I'm glad there's one here who has that peace. We all need it. Inner peace. I've been, I spent a lot of hours with Brother Jerry the last few days, many hours, and his faith is strong. And over and over, he says, I have peace that God is in control and all I want is God's glory. That's the place to be. It's the only place to be. Does it make what's going on less difficult? No. Does it mean we're not to be brokenhearted? No. It means that no matter what happens, God gives us inner peace and God's promise that ultimate good will come out of it and that we can trust it. Even when we don't understand, even when it doesn't work out like we want it to work out or how we plan it to work out. We can trust God because God sees around the curve. He is in the future. And we can trust him and say, God, it's, it's your good and your glory that really matters. God, family and friends, your job. You say, Pastor, what about the church? Should the church be a priority? Listen, if you make God the priority in your life, put God first in your life, if you do that, 
you will be faithful to God's church. See, those people who, who think they can love, the, love God and not love the church don't really love God. And if you really put God first, you're going to be faithful to God's church. By the way, that's a good New Year's resolution to be faithful to God's church every Sunday. And see, I believe unless you're out of town or sick, you ought to be here every Sunday. And, that, and that's what pleases God. So we don't have to put the church in here as a, as a priority on this list because if God is at the top, then his church will be taken care of and his people will be faithful to his church. Psalm 100, I read this morning and it's just a few verses, but it's a great passage. But the last verse says, for the Lord is good. The Lord is always good. Remember, he knows what's happening. He is in control. He loves us more than we love ourselves. And no matter what we think about the situation, God is always good. And his love endures forever. And his faithfulness continues through all generations. God is good. God is love. God is faithful. It doesn't get any better than that. And that means that God is all we need. He's, he's all we have to have to make it in any environment, any situation, through any tragedy. So even knowing what's happening in our country and what could happen in 2009, I can say to you, Happy New Year. Because happiness is a choice. And you choose to be happy because God is great. God is good. God is love. And His faithfulness is forever. Thank you for listening to the Fred Lowry Podcast. Don't forget to connect with Dr. Fred by visiting fredlowry.com. And also connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok.